This episode of the YVR Screen Scene Podcast is brought to you by UBCP ACTRA, a.k.a. the Union of British Columbia Performers. UBCP is an autonomous branch of the Alliance of Canadian Cinema, Television, and Radio Artists, the national organization of professional performers working in the English language recorded media in Canada. For more information about UBCP ACTRA, visit ubcpactra.ca. This episode was sponsored in part by listeners like you. Join our Patreon community and receive early access to episodes, bonus content, stickers, buttons, and more. Visit www.patreon.com slash podcast. Welcome to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast, where we pull back the curtain and expose the beating heart to the Vancouver film and television industry, namely the actors and filmmakers and other talented artists who do the work. Capital T, capital W. (laughs) We should not have had vodka (laughs) right before we recorded. Okay, we're going to keep going? Absolutely. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I will hold back my giggles. Thank you, Leah. Okay. <laughs> I'm Sabrina Ronnie Furminger. Why are you laughing so hard? That's not funny. That's my name. <laughs> anyway, today I am thrilled, clearly, to welcome Aaliyah O'Brien to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast. Do you have a middle name? I do. I actually have two. Aaliyah Carey Rebecca O'Brien. Shut up. Yeah. That's a great name. Double, double down. It's double, kind of funny, yeah. though, because they're quite normal names, and my whole family is like, you know, random hippie names. My yeah. sister is Halima, and my brother is Hamlin. So, and my parents are hippies. So Carrie, like, Rebecca, though, yeah. those are like, there are movies, Carrie and Rebecca, <laughs> and those are intense films. I each did not one of that. Yeah, that explains a lot. Anyway, Aaliyah, Carrie, Rebecca O'Brien is a lot of things. A versatile actress, an advocate for self-love and self-care and positivity, an actual walking array of sunshine, a happy wanderer who has wandered around the world, and one of the most requested guests for this dang podcast. (laughs) And I'll explain why we haven't had her on until now in a little bit. Aaliyah is beloved for her work as one half of Golly on Rookie Blue, for playing a brilliant detective on Take Two, and for fun roles in series like DC's Legends of Tomorrow, Bates Motel, and You, Me, Her. She also played Athena, a super hot ancient vampire queen, in a fan favorite episode of Sanctuary. We will probably talk about that guest role. And that costume. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. We're going to talk about that today. So I am delighted to finally welcome my friend, who happens to possess the biggest, brightest smile in the Vancouver film and television industry, to my podcast today to talk about what she's learned on her happy wanderings around the world and through the industry, and also about her new podcast, This Juicy Life. Aaliyah Carrie Rebecca O'Brien, welcome to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast. Good God. Finally. I love you so much. I adore you. I'm going to get you to email me that bio because <laughs> that's great. <laughs> it's taken a while. I mean, we are. I'm in the 220s of episodes, but wow. we have been talking about this since before I launched the podcast. I know. I know. So I'm, why haven't we done this before, Aaliyah Carrie Rebecca? You know what? 
all in divine timing, babe. The universe just, <laughs> it, it has its way. And sometimes things just need to happen when they happen. Yeah. And but no, but you're like, oh, are. I'm going to Bali. Uh, oh, it's oh, true. It's I'm true. going to snuggle my, my, my nuggets my, yeah my, my niece sister, and nephew yeah your niece and nephew on the island so yeah, yeah it's true there's always a, an adventure or some juicy life thing happening which is how i endeavor to live life and so but here here we are now we are. And I, my heart is exploding i've already teared up twice since i got here i so know it's very good and we have cocktails okay so, so i want to give that <laughs> disclaimer so um because this is an event this is an event podcast it is. um i i poured some Ukrainian vodka into some glasses and kind of splashed some sparkling water in there. So, Oh my gosh. Actually, that just made, I just want to, I'm raising my glass right now to toast Sabrina because I just want to say like from a distance from the, you know, even though we haven't seen each other in a long time, I just feel so proud of you. I feel like you've mm -hmm. been doing so many beautiful things. This podcast is amazing. You're a great interviewer. Your voice is incredible, but Aww. you ask really interesting questions. Uh -oh. You're so engaging <laughs> and funny. And the whole event you put on for Ukraine, like it's just incredible what you've been up to. So I just want to toast to you and Aww. say that I'm so proud to be your friend. And I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying you're staring trying to get your eyes. Cry too. Okay. I want you closer, actually. Yeah. <laughs> We have plexiglass between us. Well, Slava Ukraina, Hroyam Slava. All right, Aliyah, Carrie, Rebecca, O'Brien. I described you. I wrote a bio about you. How do you describe yourself? Oh, wow. Good question. Um, I'd say I am a soul having a human experience. Mm endeavoring to have the best possible a human experience that I can have by tenaciously exploring my inner mental, emotional, spiritual landscape and rooting out all that is bullshit, quite frankly, mm. and stories and made up stuff and just living as true and authentic to myself as possible while being the love that I want to see in the world and hopefully inspiring other people to be that love and enjoy their lives as much as possible. Yeah, you're really the real deal. I got to <laughs> say, though, Aaliyah, the, like what you're talking about, and maybe this is just me being a little, I my cynical streak. How, like, it must be hard to to live that kind of life and to have that kind of authentic experience of life in this industry, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, like, how does that jive? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely uh, the hardest and also the best because you're never comfortable. I'm never fucking comfortable. Can I swear? Shit. I didn't. I, I just double swore. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Okay, this fucking podcast perfect. Yeah, yeah, right. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. Okay, perfect. Permission. Um, yeah. So I've always experienced this industry as my playground mm. to both tell me where I'm at, like, emotionally mentally like how am i how am i like how am i with the story of like my unworthiness or my not enoughness that let's be honest we all have to a certain extent mm. that flares up in different circumstances and you know we try to prove and all this crap um the industry always you know every time i have a new job it's like where am i at on that spectrum you know mm. what still needs to be worked on you know and sometimes i'm pleasantly surprised because i'm like in this like place of like real centered alignment and i'm like here i am like take it or leave it it's all good it's all love and it's a really fun experience and sometimes i show up and i'm like 
oh my god they're gonna find out i'm a fraud i'm gonna get fired like they shouldn't have hired me like i'm you know i've got that story going mm. and so i'm always always given the opportunity to up level and to try to seek more wholeness and more joy and so it's it's a double-edged sword and i and i it's really hard for me to witness my fellow artist friends when they don't know that they can choose another path or that there are tools or you know coaches or people that can help them move through because if if you don't feel empowered to actually be able to shift your inner experience this industry can be a really scary ride for mm. sure and it can be very confusing as to like where your value lies and like what success really means mm. yeah I love talking about success and talking about <laughs> ideas of success because that changes. That can totally change over oh, gosh, time. Yeah. So when you entered the industry, what did you want? What was your idea of success then? And how is it different now? Yeah, that's a good question. I So when I first started, I literally took an acting class for fun. Um, my friend Dave invited me. It was in Dave, a, thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dave Shand. <laughs> You're our gem. Um, it was in a like a I think it was almost like a it wasn't a church basement. It was like a community hall basement. And the woman was like, I wish I knew her name. I wish I could like reach out to her and thank her. If you're listening to this, please reach out to me. Um, she was like the real deal, though. Like she was like an actor and like an actor, an actor. <laughs> and she had us doing these really intense scenes and also playing a lot of games. But I felt so alive in the doing this, these intense scenes that I was like, oh, like this aliveness. I need this. I want this. Prior to this, I had been like, you know, bungee jumping, skydiving, doing all these crazy things to feel that aliveness. Yeah. And I was like, oh, now I'm feeling it like on all levels. This is really cool. I it's want less more. of a just about pushing your body to have yeah. physical experiences and more about pushing your your whole soul to... <sighs> Absolutely. I was actually a personal trainer and I was really into like really sort of elite methods of training. I wanted yeah. to work with athletes and I was pushing my body to do things. You're a personal trainer? Yeah, before I, act, before I did I acted. not know yeah, that. Yeah, what yeah. kind of a trainer were you? I was basically... Like how would you describe yourself as a... Oh, like my sort of like the way I trained? Yeah. I think I... I mean, I'm always like... It's, it's like everywhere you go, there you are. I think like my mode of training was really like how can I enroll people in making this like fun and like really enroll them in the why of why they're working out. Hmm. Um, and it was short-lived because I got the acting bug and then was like, yeah. peace out. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, um, I also had another really amazing job as a beer girl on a golf course. And so I was doing that at the same time. And I made so much more money doing that that I, I only personal, personal trained a little bit. Side note. My mind is absolutely blown. And that's why today when you, we were pouring vodka, you're like, you better pour because I'm really generous with yes, that. Yes, <laughs> yes. You're a beer girl on a... So you drove the little cart around? I drove and... the cart around. I was a bit of a celebrity, I'm not going to lie, at the golf course. Um, it was a Jack Nicholas course uh, oh. up at Bear Mountain on the island. And it was owned by uh, 19 NHL hockey players. So they really cared about the it being like, it was kind of like the like hockey players Disneyland. Like they would come out and play golf, which they all loved It was owned by 19 hockey players? <laughs> yeah, well, Len Berry owned half of it at the time. And then um, the rest of the shares were split up between, I believe it was 19 hockey players. And they would actually, <laughs> they flew me when I first moved to Vancouver for acting. The last summer I worked there, they would fly me back on the seaplane on a Friday afternoon, and I had a two-bedroom condo on the golf course. What? And then they'd fly me back. Yeah. 
because <laughs> I was that good at my job. I was not sleeping with anyone. I just want to make that clear. Um, but you're selling just, a lot of. I just was. I was selling a lot, and I was. I was like very sassy and very entertaining, and I was. I had become friends with all of them at the time too. So it was a lot of fun. But I, yeah, yeah. I added. I added That's a special awesome. flavor that you know the Aaliyah, yeah, Harry Rebecca O'Brien <laughs> flavor. That's amazing. Okay, so you do the class. Yes. And right. you want to feel alive. I want to feel alive. And I'm like, ooh. And you know how everything is. It's like, I'm just going to try a little bit more of this. So I took another class. And and I, very quickly, I got hooked. And I, I'm i I'm a dreamer. And I, I really believe in following your dreams and doing what lights you up. And so... I had that like, you know, it's like the movie where it's like small, small town girl moves to the big city to pursue her dream. And like, I remember walking down the middle of downtown Vancouver because I live downtown. And of course, the universe like conspired to make everything just work out where I had a friend who had a condo who rented it to me for a really great price. And then my roommate ended up being an actress, too. And anyways, so I'm walking down the street to my class of full-time acting program and I had like had my backpack on and I was like I'm doing it mm. like looking up at the big buildings because I'm from Victoria from the island and it was like you know I remember going out in Vancouver and it was like I would wear my sneakers to the bar on the island and like everyone was wearing pointy toe shoes and I was like oh <laughs> I'm in a big city yeah <laughs> but like I, you know this is me being God, I feel so dark and cynical today. But <laughs> bring it. Yeah, well, just by just by comparison, right? Because you're just like, I'm here with my Aaliyah Carey Rebecca O'Brien energy. And I'm like, Sabrina Ronnie Mara Furminger, okay? And this is where it's at. Um, but you know, the dreamer in the movie about the dreamer who goes to the big city, mm-hmm. there's always some kind of darkness, or there's like a there there are hurdles that are are, you know, present themselves like did, yes. Was it just all straight dreaming or oh, did you face oh, hell no. challenges on no, your... No, no, no. Like, let me be clear. Like, Serena and people, like this... <laughs> and people. I still, <laughs> I still have to pull myself out of the not enough story. I still have to remind myself to get centered because, you know, I'm I'm trapped in like worried, what, worrying what other people are going to think. Like there's, I've, I've done so much work over the years and I still struggle. So back then, so... I think we actually started talking about like, yeah, sort of the road and and how it, it in the beginning, I started because I, I, I felt alive and I wanted to pursue more. And I and I've always since I was a little girl had this like vision dream of really helping people. Mm. And so uh, it, that's the story, right? Like the, the artist is like, I'm going to be able to have a platform to make change and do stories that matter. Fast yeah. forward to playing like stripper number two on, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my first role was a stripper. I was on Intelligence, which was an incredible show, and I met incredible friends that are still Your my friends first today. Yeah, role was on Intelligence. Yeah, so we're not going to knock stripper roles or or because that was an incredible, a cr- incredible first job. But I mean, they have to. But that's the thing that like those kind of roles, they need to be written well. Yeah, which I know Chris Haddock <laughs> wrote, wrote it well. Really it has well. to have purpose, right? Like you don't want to just do a role where you just feel like you're a body that's yeah. just there, right? You know, so you got to be a stripper on a Chris Haddock. <laughs> on an incredible show. <laughs> show. But I say, I say stripper because it's like 
we think that like I'm going to work on these epic features with these epic stories and I'm really going to make a difference. Yeah. And then you fast forward to like you're mostly doing MOWs and you're mostly, you know, doing stories that like maybe aren't the stories you really want to be telling to make a difference. They might mm -hmm. be fun. They might be a paycheck. They might be more experienced. But like it's not a straight line from like dream to the top. It's mm -hmm. very windy and there's lots of road bumps and there's lots of like crying your heart out and feeling like you're worthless. You're describing an average episode of the YVS Green Scene <laughs> podcast, A Winding Journey. I actually, so before before we go on, because I, I love this conversation so much already. I love how like, it's just you and I talking with our are really smooth Ukrainian vodka Very drinks. Smooth. It's like it's not even yeah. there. It's like, honestly, I'm like, I gotta add some more to make sure it's there. What do you, like, how is that different from what you want now then? Because it's, because is it seems like it's almost the same thing now, right? You still want to move people. You still want to help people. You still want to feel alive. Yeah, it's the same dream. But when I first started, I had so much more ego involved because I, I you? felt... Sorry. <laughs> Carrie Rebecca? Yeah. Well, like the ego is like, you know, we all have one and we... it. I think unless we learn to kind of operate from the more sort of what I would consider like the centered true self, mm. you know, the ego runs a lot of the show because it's it it moves us towards like what we think is going to feel good and feel yeah. the best. And so when I was younger and starting out, um, I felt such a need to prove myself like mm. I was really and I let's be clear, I still feel that. Um, but it's just lessened and it's now more like circumstantial it's prove like, yourself to who well it's that stupid story that we have such a hard time explaining because it's like it's like you know when you say like well if you drill down in like therapy or in coaching or you know just even in conversations sometimes well the conversations i'm having anyways <laughs> drill down to that like you know i just don't feel like i'm enough story it's like enough for who like it's like it's a bullshit story but it's sort of inherent in our human experience and so the proving is also like a sort of nebulous thing where it's like, I just need to be more, do more. Like, I mean, why do we have, you know, makeup and Botox and diets? Mm. And like, why do we have all these things to like prove that I'm more attractive, prove that I'm more likable, prove that I'm, you know, more a better actor. I'm a better this. I'm a better that. It's like we never feel like who we are innately is enough. We need to be more. So we're always striving. And that can often be the motivator is like striving to like be more because then I will be lovable, essentially. And so now it's like I'm closer to the truth of who I am. So now what drives me is less about this need to prove and more just really about like, I really fucking care about people and mm. I really want to help. And I really want to have fun doing it. And I yeah. want, you know, just to like everyone to love themselves and love their lives. And I want to love myself and love my life. So what do I need to do to do that? And so I'm I'm closer to that now. And I get tripped up less often, I would say. Mm. But it's still the same yeah. process. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about some of the specific roles then where you've got to, to really play and to do all the things that you just mm. described. Mm -hmm. Am I correct in assuming that near the top of the roles where you've got to do that was Holly on yes. Ricky Blue. Can we talk about Holly? Um, half of Golly. <laughs> half of Golly. Yeah. Golly the, the yeah. Well, what, what did that, what did that role mean to you? What did you learn? That, that is still my favorite role or experience, I guess, of yeah. all time as an actor. You're um, a doctor on that show, right? Yeah. I was a forensic pathologist. 
um, and, you know, so smart and and real. Like so often, especially back in those days, <laughs> I feel so old when I say that, but like that was a while ago. Um, it was, wasn't it? It was like, what, like eight or nine years ago at this point? At this point, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Time feels sort of like, wow. especially the last couple of years, I feel like I, it's crazy, I, though, I, I to delete think those. How the the television landscape has really changed. Yes. You know, but like, cause back then, mm -hmm. not that long ago. And yet like that was, it was huge to see that kind of relationship on a crime procedural show, you know? For sure. And, and not just that kind of relationship, but like for me as an actor, I was playing so many sort of two dimensional women. Mm -hmm. That was like a, a thing that I really was aware of is that like, I'm the bad girl, I'm a this, I'm a that, like these sort of stereotyped women. And Holly really felt like a human mm. in a story. And the way that they wrote the love story, yeah, it wasn't like, you know, Gail's gay now. It was just like these two people fell in love. And yeah. that's what life is, you know? It's yeah. it's not it's not like boxes and labels. It's 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 messy and it's fluid and it's and so I just I've always been an um a real like advocate for the LGBTQ community, but I I really come from a place of like, can we just stop the need to label ourselves and just accept that like love really is love? And and if we if we didn't label, we wouldn't shame and we wouldn't we wouldn't have people afraid to just own and love who they love. You yeah. know, it's I, I don't like being put in a box. Nobody puts baby in the corner. No, so it's do like, not put Aaliyah Rebecca Carey in a box. <laughs> Carey Rebecca, the order's important, right? I mean, I just love that you're saying it over and over. And like, I haven't heard my middle name in a long time. So I just feel, I feel like regal or something. I love middle names. My middle name is Ronnie. R-A-N-I, uh, which oh, I means queen, you know, because my mother is Ukrainian. My father's from India. So, you know, Rani means Maharani, it's queen. And for my kid, Daria, you know, that's which is her, Mari's middle name. Mm -hmm. It was a name of, of my great grandmother. It was the name of her aunt who died of cancer. Like there's a, there's a power in the middle name, you know? Yeah. You know, like, because it, it's like, that's not the name you need to be known by, but it's, 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 we put like mm. stories and promise and legacy in those. So I'd really be interested to know why your parents <laughs> chose Carrie and Rebecca. I mean, quite honestly, I don't even know what those names mean now that you say it. Like <laughs> I, I put so much importance on my first name, but like I, I'm going to have to go get on the Google. And yeah. uh, uh, I think when I asked them why they chose those names, they were like, yeah, we just thought they were. We I wonder them. if it has to do with the movies. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. If you've met my parents, it definitely has. I actually called them last night and they were watching some like really cheesy, like romantic comedy. Oh, no, no, no. It was, a, it was a, about a guy who was like had all these inappropriate behaviors. Anyways, they're, they're, they look light. They look light. <laughs> they like light. Content, yes. Wow. Yes. But that you know what's funny about the queen, Ronnie, is I was actually on my way here. I was I stopped in at a store and I really wanted to find you something that said queen. I don't know why. It was just because like wow. you are a queen to me. Oh, and I, I love that. And I didn't find it. I will find it. But I isn't that funny that I was like, Sabrina, she's a queen. She Aww. needs something that reminds her that she is a queen. I And I, I will tell the listeners that Aaliyah did bring me a plant <laughs> that is this wild looking plant with these really colorful leaves. And she's like, this plant is you. <laughs> and I love it's that. It's dynamic it and yeah. a little wild, wild and colorful. Yeah. And yes. yes. Um, you know, I tweeted about you today. 
Um, I tweeted out because you're not on the Twitter anymore. I'm locked out. Yeah, I've been locked out for a long time. I don't. I've tried to get back in. I can't. That's bonkers. I know. So I tweeted a photo. Like I said, I've edited. It's a photo of you from Sanctuary. You know, oh. you like in Amanda's face. Um, and I said I've got a super hot vampire queen coming to do the pod today. Finally, <laughs> and like all of these rookie blue fans, you know, came out and loved. And I love that. Oh. You know the the fan. The, you, there's still yeah. you know a f- love and appreciation from the fans for you know for Holly and Gail and Golly. Yeah. You know, like what? Tell me about you know um, the impact that that fandom had on you and and the responsibility that you feel towards yeah. them. Incredible. I I mean you're right. We were down the tr- the track of like Holly and what it meant to me, and you know I'll just finish by saying that uh, the other part by saying that like the the cast and the um, producers and mm. the writers and like everyone that was a part of that show was just so humble and generous that was and a Tassie fun. Cameron joint right it was yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, I just had such a good time and I am still dear friends with uh, some of the cast and yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's like it was just really it's just really like important on that level but in terms of what happened after and you know I had no idea what the impact would be in telling a story like that you didn't know when you were on set and you were you were filming those romantic scenes those hot scenes the <laughs> longing the yearning that you did, had no idea no I mean you know that what you're doing is important and you have conversations with the writers about like how you want it to be because you want it to be done well um, but you don't know you can never know what's you know who's going to be affected until yeah. you know and you, you you could never really fully know but you know because now with social media people reach out to you and the amount of people that have reached out to me especially women who have said that like our story gave them the courage to come out of the closet mm. um our story gave them the courage to love themselves um I mean, oh, I mean, like I might get emotional, but like do it, I, I've do had it, a do co- it. <laughs> <laughs> I've had, yeah, I've had a couple of people, um, couple of separate uh, women share with me how they were like on the verge of suicide, and more so like how I how I share on social media, how yeah. like they came to me through Ricky Blue and through through um, Holly and Gail, but but they you know stuck around and followed what I share on social media and how I share like honestly about my struggles and how I move through things and how mm. even just like this one specific post I shared um I just shared how like feelings are normal it's okay to not be okay like mm. you are you are normal and like you know this this one beautiful soul said that like she was she was really close to killing herself and she read that and in that moment she felt okay to feel what she felt and that was the first step you know that's the first step to like and now she's doing great and it's like oh my god like you know that's the stuff that I live and breathe for and so so you just you just yeah you just do what you do and hope that you're going to be able to have an impact on people and we got to get you back on Twitter somehow I it's so actually frustrating because you like you try and then you get blocked and it's like you, there's like you, you know just gotta start a new account Aaliyah let's just get oh, you maybe that's what account. I should do just do new yeah, I call it like uh, at real Aaliyah O'Brien <laughs> okay that's her account I'll start it for her okay. and I won't lock you out okay perfect. um and 
Because <laughs> I was like, where fresh. is she? Because you're not on there anymore. I know. And I really had a, I mean, we had, I had like Aaliyah's army, this like beautiful community yeah. of women that like, quite honestly, I, I very, I participated in very little, but they were just like amazing fans of mine. They that, united that over you. Each other. They did. Yeah. They did. Like I would just watch my feed like with being tagged in it constantly, but like they were having their own journey, their own club, like they, and supporting each other. And that lit me up so much like that, that kind of community forming. Yeah. So you're right. I should get back on that. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about uh, the present and the future in the bit, but I do want to I do want to talk a, a little bit more about one pastoral um, that I alluded to a few mm. times. Um, I want to talk about Athena, the Vampire Queen. Um, you worked with one of my Ugh, best friends, best. my dearest friends of all time, Amanda Tapping on Sanctuary. Um, you're kind of a big meanie, um, <laughs> to, and you know. And what I love about Amanda too is, like, just like you, she is positivity she is grace and a lot of people have built a community kind of over her and found mm -hmm. each other you know over her tell me about your experience on i'm not even asking you like a question a bit like what was this like what just tell me about your experience of working on sanctuary what that meant to you and let's talk about the costume too okay yeah yes well first and foremost i like am in love with amanda she yeah. she's still if people ask me like who's like an actress you look up to i'm like amanda tapping because yeah. she is an amazing actress but she's an incredible human and an incredible leader like mm. that's what it stood out to me the most about my sanctuary experience was that i was shit scared i've been like you know up until like maybe you know five years ago I was mostly scared like it's so funny as we really yes like we're always you know I'm like there's part of me that's like yay this is gonna be fun but part of me that's just always like you know that ah, like the pressure like put so much pressure on myself oh, yeah and you were gonna be acting opposite Amanda Tapping Amanda and Tapping. Jonathan Young yes. right yes. oh my god like those two <laughs> All right, like come on Jonathan Young is yeah. like a ridiculously incredible theater actor like yeah. and you know and this is one of the fir my first guest stars like so I was just like you know, and I've got to be the like the vampire queen. Yeah, like, the I've ancient bring vampire the queen. Yeah. Like, so, <laughs> you know, it was definitely felt like a lot of pressure and felt, you know, nerve wracking. Um, but Amanda just made me feel so welcome. And yeah. she was like, I remember like watching her on her laptop as she's like executive producing the show. She's like running her charity. She's a mother. She's the lead actress. Yeah. I was like, how do you do this all and do it with such kindness and grace and make me feel so welcome? Mm. I, I have goosebumps when I say it because it's like that is the kind of human leader that I want to be. And I so appreciate when I experience that level of like grace mm. in in a in a leader because it just allows you to relax. Like if she hadn't have been that generous with her her kindness and energy, I probably would have been like so freaked out, you know, like and that it allowed changed me your to relax. Performance. Yes, yes. It totally that allowed me to relax and, you know, just yeah, play as much as possible and have a good time and and I mean, it was it was that costume in and of itself was amazing. I, mean, I didn't really have to act much. I just had to wear that. I mean, um, so let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about the costume. I do have a photo of it uh, right oh here. Gosh. Don't I? Well, I pulled some screen caps for this. Uh, yeah, it was I remember watching it because I watched 
all like, what was it, 59 episodes of Sanctuary. Mm. Um, it was after the show had wrapped and I was mm. going to be interviewing Amanda. I was talking to her about her next steps. That's when our friendship started 10 years ago. Um, and so I was in this like, but we, I was on vacation for like Christmas in England in this house that was on like a like on a rocky beach and it was stormy and waves crashing and and so and I remember that <laughs> watching that and I was like longing for Vancouver watching that show because it yeah. felt like in a lot of ways even though it wasn't explicitly set in Vancouver it it was like a love letter to Vancouver talent you know mm. but I remember when you came on and you had the the corset and just your boobs <laughs> your the, the décolletage and everything <laughs> I'm like think- how is she acting even this this is a gorgeous terrifying costume oh my and, god the boobs just kept getting coming out more and more throughout wardrobe the episode malfunction they just, right like, they just kept climbing out like yeah totally on a platter here you go gorgeous though <laughs> my gosh but it's so funny too like tell me about the fun that you have with a role like that which is you know because I mean as far as I know you're not an evil vampire ancient vampire queen in real life as well, far as I know. As far as you know, yeah, maybe that's the <laughs> next episode. I, yeah, I play a lot of bad girls. You do. Um, I do, which is really funny given how, you know, much I am in this, like, let's spread love and light in the world. And, <laughs> and yet here I am, like, yeah, murdering people and being villainous. Um I don't know what that says about me, but uh, <laughs> but it is so fun. Yeah. And here's the thing. Like, people always say to you, like, what's your dream role? And I'm like a really fun one like I don't know like I don't have like I don't need to I don't care to win an Oscar like I'm not striving for that level of acting or that kind of role I just want to have a really good time with really good people and hopefully be able to like tell a good story and spread love like that's kind of it for me um and that one that one that what stands out the most for me in that character was the challenge of so that costume was beautiful but it was heavy the arms didn't fully extend. Oh. Uh, so so when I was fighting, like I had a whole fight scene with Jonathan Young. And I so in that fight scene, I, I turned vamp. So I've got the eyes, yeah. which the contact, you can't see hardly when you've got those contacts in. Yeah. Um, the yeah, the teeth, teeth. Yeah. The nails, you can't touch like anything. You can't like, you know, pull the hair away from your face or whatever. It's just like, you're just like these like Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> if only people could see right now because I'm so animated in my body. Anyways, um, yeah. So your Edward Scissorhands, you are you're wearing high heels because of course vampire queens wear high heels. Obviously. So I have high heel boots on, and the the ground. I don't know if you remember, but the amethyst encasing that I've been you know mm. preserved in for all time that crumbles is all over the ground and it's um, rubber. So it's these like rubber, plasticky rubber no. pellets, like rocks. What rubber? Um, yeah, they're kind of like a rubbery, like that's what they were made out of. I'm imagining walking over those in heels, trying not to fall down and, yeah. or have a wardrobe malfunction with my boobs out. Exactly. When you yeah. can't see <laughs> and you're, you're, you have these crazy teeth and crazy hands and you're trying to do a fight scene where you look like a badass. You're chasing yeah. Jonathan Young. Like, I remember that being like the most ch- challenging situation. Yeah. And unfortunately, we had this whole flying thing that we had stunt rehearsed. And then on the day we just ran out of time, yeah. and we had to um, we had to cut it. But I was like, I'm gonna get to fly through the air and attack him. And <laughs> anyways, but I love that shit. I love mm. like I love playing a badass because I love like physical stuff. I mean, I used to be in that world, and I love a challenge to just yeah, yeah to like play and be in my body like that. And so 
it was just it was just fun. It was like and those guys were so fun to play with. And um, I love to hear as much as I was scared, you know, because I, I was a scared young actor. I was still like, this is awesome. This is so awesome. Yeah. One of the reasons I haven't been able to have you on the podcast, especially before the pandemic, is because of how much you have traveled. <laughs> and I, I, I want to talk about, you know, so tell me some of the places you've gone because you have you've been like this happy wanderer, like traveling. That's how I imagine you, yeah. you know, with like a big smile and a <laughs> sometimes going into the water with nothing else on because I've seen the photos. Yes, um, I do like being naked. Yeah, it's you true. do. So like, t- tell me not just about where you've been, but also what you have found on these travels and how you've brought that into the work. Oh capital T, capital W. Yeah. Oh, God. I feel like I could talk about this for hours. but um... Well, good. I'm going to pour my, my the rest <laughs> yeah. of my drink then. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, so I'm not even kidding. I, am I, <laughs> I used to. Yeah, I used to. Uh, yeah, I'll do minus two. I used to travel uh, like obsessively. Like before I became an actor, I would backpack all over and I went to like almost 40 countries by the time I was like 20. Yes, please. Thank you. Um, by the time I was 23, um, I had been to like almost 40 countries. What? Yeah, I was just, I just love. On your own? Uh, no, with, with friends and on my own, like wow. both. Um, I'm a big advocate of traveling by yourself because I feel like when you're by yourself, you, you take in more hmm. um, and you also are forced to connect with people more. You know, when you have your buddy, you're kind of like you've got your homie and you're you're traveling and you don't need to in- interact with that others. That scares as much. me. Maybe that's because also I f- I'm like a, just like a scared person. I'm always like I'm kind of like um, I'm like the squirrels that I feed every day. <laughs> develop relationships with these like four squirrels in my yard and I lo- I feed them sunflower seeds and peanuts and hazelnuts every day Aww. um but like and I want to get them to feed out of my hand but then I like I go outside to feed them and I'll, I'll I try to like I'm trying to train them to do that but like they just freeze <laughs> and they run away I'm like no it's me so that's me like that's what I imagine myself traveling that I would just be like a squirrel well I'll tell you what if you did that while traveling people would come yeah and they would not freeze they would be like oh my god she's got food amazing let's be friends <laughs> So you're already winning. Um, I'm yeah. a squirrel. I'm a queen squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm such an advocate of traveling by myself that I've even like had trips in, in the, you know, recent past where like friends are like, oh, I should come. And I'm like, I, you can come for a bit, but I'd like to be by myself. <gasps> wow. Because <laughs> I, I love that. Be- being in my own energy and I love what the magic that happens that you're open to. Because if you're constantly engaged in someone else's energy, you're, you know, what do you want to do? And you're looking to like, you know, c- kind of together co-create and, and compromise on like what you want to do but when you're just alone you're like what where am I being pulled like what feels good right now do I need to take a nap do I want to go check out that thing do I want to wake up at 4 a.m to go hike that volcano like you can do whatever you want and I and I and I'm a I'm a big like believer of like following your intuition and being well, I'm so shocked <laughs> yeah right shocker shocker <laughs> Uh, so I, I just, I like to be open to the magic and hey. that's where I find it. When, I gotta, I gotta yeah. ask you, I gotta ask you. I don't know if you noticed while we've also been talking, I've been drinking coffee out of my Brian Markinson mug. I so love I have that I meant to and, comment on that. Ooh, yeah. this one's stiffer. Yeah. No, I really free poured. I was like, <laughs> I'm like the, uh, the beer girl. <laughs> you are. At a, in a, at a golf course owned by 19 hockey players. Um, so tell me about some of the, like the most 
extreme or surprising places where your intuition has pulled you while you've been traveling. Yeah, well, so Bali has been a theme for me, as you know, in yeah. the last few years. The I mean, most naked photos from there. The most naked. <laughs> I mean, it's very hot there, so yeah. you don't really want to wear any Not clothes. the most, I mean, we see your butt. You know, oh, right. you go into well, the water. Wait, my get best to the water. friend Christine Kofsky was met me there, and she is my you know my one and only like favorite. I love uh, her photographer. She's the best. She's the portrait sessions, uh, right? She's the portrait sessions. Yeah. Yes. check her out on Instagram. She also has um, a more sneaky Instagram account called Feminine Perspective. Per, per, sorry, Perspective Feminine. Yeah, and it's more like. It's just a little more like sensual or, or slightly erotic, kind of like just artsy yeah. stuff. And and I, she's a very talented voice actor as well. Yeah, she's. I mean, she's a talented actress. Yeah. She's, she used to produce. Like she's, she's. I got to work with her. I got to work with her. You got to work with her. She's an absolute <laughs> artist and a babe and a dear friend. And when we get together, I roll in the sand half yeah. naked, and she takes photos, and that feels like the truest me. So. Yeah. It's perfect. Like, that's what I end up using for my headshots is like not butt, <laughs> like, not butt photos, but like, you know, I'm not wearing hardly any makeup yeah, and just I'm just joy, sweaty and enjoy. just, yeah, yeah, enjoy like true, true self. So, so um, what was it? Oh, so Bali. So, so Bali was a trip that um, after a very intense period of my life, uh, I separated from a nine year relationship. Mm. I started really listening to my intuition and I started feeling this pull, like I would literally feel my torso, my heart, like pull me forward. And I think about Bali and I was like, Mm. this is weird. Like that I'm like, so like I'm all of a sudden thinking about Bali. I'd never thought about it before. You never even been there before? Never been there before. No one's ever said, well, maybe someone had said to me in the past and I'd forgotten, but like, it's not like it was like, uh, one day I'll go to Bali. That was not even on my field. Um, But this kind of magic happens to me all the time. And so I'm feeling this pull. I go. So I moved to Toronto because I was like, I need to get away from Vancouver. I need to take some space from the city. You know, like Alex and I had separated. We we loved each other so much. It felt like the Vancouver film industry was grieving. And every time I had to tell somebody that we'd separated at work, it was like, oh, like, you know, it still happens. People still still. I know. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I know. It hasn't happened in a while. But I remember Omari Newton like saying to me like years after we separated being like how's Alex and I was like I think he's really good um yeah. I you know we're not together anymore <laughs> for right? years I saw somebody I saw Kat LaHaquist yesterday and she didn't know that you guys were together <laughs> love it oh my god it's honestly it's can hilarious. I just say I mean we haven't talked about this publicly I haven't seen you talk about yeah, it publicly yeah. but it's like the healthiest breakup I think I've ever seen in my life we did a really life. good job we from did a, yeah. love yeah from a we did a really good job I'm, I'm very proud I'm of, proud of you both proud of us I really yeah I'm really um I really, I, I actually remember buying the um, the conscious uncoupling book uh, mm. when we separated because I wanted to do it well, and I didn't even read it. I was like, I think we're doing it. Like I think <laughs> we just, you know, we just endeavored to, yeah, to show up with love and care and try and um, not not go into that space of like blame and yeah. you know and pain and 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 also the like, you know, well maybe we could make it work and blah blah blah. It's like it just. It, it was hard work and a lot of grieving and a lot of and I, I coach a lot of people through relationship uh, breakups now because really because I feel like, uh, you know, I have a bit of a pulse on how to do that in a healthy way. And the main thing that I always tell people is just cry and feel as much as you need to let it out. Don't stuff it down, like let it move through so that it doesn't control you, you know, yeah. so that it, it so that you're you're clean and you're actually listening to like what is true and right for you. And also congratulations. Like I feel like when people separate, 
it's always like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. That must be so hard. And like, oh, like there's this sort of underlying assumption almost that like you failed in when you mm. break up. Yes. And it's so not that it's 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 the opposite in a lot of ways because a lot of people stay together because they're too scared to break up mm. and then they're miserable, you know? But if you can recognize that your journey together has come to an end and choose what is better for both of you, like that deserves a congratulations. Well, because congratulations. it is so hard because yes. there's so much love. Like the love is not in question. It's like are we still the fit for each other or do we need to set each other free? And so I hope a lot yeah. of people in the Vancouver film and TV industry are listening to this. Um, one, so that they know. Yeah. <laughs> so that, two, and two, because what you're actually doing is you're teaching you're teaching us how to to let that go and to embrace you guys in this. What is not actually a new stage anymore. Mm. It's been years at this point. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. We could. Many I told years. you this was going to be a winding road. You have moved to Toronto. <laughs> oh my god! Right, back to Toronto. You know what's funny though? Back on the back on the breakup thing. It's really funny. My godmother was over the other day, and she said to me, "Um, you know that you're still attached to Alex Ponovic on IMDb." Mm. And she was like, "You need to get that fixed because people need to know you're single." Yeah. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> laughing because nobody wants to set me up harder than she does. Yeah. And I'm like. I'm good, but I will reach out to them and like yeah. Or on the main page of the Leos, bless Leos, but <laughs> your photos of, of the two of you is still in the like the in the role, rotation, the rotation of the twelve. I'm like, oh, hilarious. Yeah, anyways, I, I'm, all I, it's all love, nothing but love. <laughs> um, but yes, but yes, it, I I do. I'm an advocate for like celebrating the the extreme difficult choice of separating when you love somebody but yeah. you know it's it, your time has come um so you needed to leave though so i needed to leave i <laughs> needed to leave the energy of the city vancouver felt sad and i'd also always wanted to move to toronto to toronto because when i was doing rookie blue i was back and forth and i was like i want to live here i want to try this yeah but i was in a relationship so now now's the time and so. you went from so i love that journey too you went from from the island to vancouver and you're like big city and then you go to toronto and it's like big city yeah 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 bigger <laughs> bigger city big concrete city very yeah. cold yeah very, very oh wait when did you move cold. in the winter Aaliyah I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I wanted to get out of Vancouver that bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I moved there in the winter, but my other best friend, Lauren McConnell, was living there. Ooh. And so I like lived with her, slept in her bed with her for like almost a month, I think. Yeah. And bless her heart. And um, and the, and she's also the one that I'm starting the podcast with, um, oh. doing the podcast with, which we can talk about. But um, she, so she housed me until I got a sublet. And then I, um, and then I, I, again, I'm still feeling this pull to Bali and I'm like, this is so interesting. So catch, get, get this. So I go to this, of course, serendipitously meet this cool woman who owns this cool clothing store in this distillery district. And she's like, I'm having a Halloween party. Come. It's for charity. I'm like, awesome. So I come to this Halloween party. Dressed as what? This is important. Oh, wait, hang on a second. So rewind. I'm on my laptop right before the Halloween party and I'm looking at flights to Bali. And I'm like, okay, like, all right, like a couple grand, cool. Um, oh, I don't know if I want to do that or this, or maybe I can do it on points. It's not working out. So I like, I'm like, I'll figure it out later. Close my laptop, put it away. And I wasn't totally set on going to Bali, but I was like, I feel it. Like I need to. Go to this Halloween party. I can't remember what I was dressed as. Honestly, I uh, my memory is the worst. Um, I don't know if this you know that about me. This is such an important detail, though. I know it is for you. I for know, me, I'm it's sorry. huge. I know it's it's huge. For, you are the queen of dress up. It's I love so dressing up. 
You it, know, I mean, yeah, you, we have dressed up together I at know. various events. I know. Remember events? Oh my God, <laughs> tell me about it. Those were so fun. To- I know. Um, I'm going to a music festival in a, in a few weeks. I'm very excited. Okay, well, take a photo a so I can see what I, you dress up I will, as. I will. There's a lot of dressing up at music festivals. Um, anyways, I digress. I go to this Halloween party dressed up as something. Um, and that's rude. I'll, I'll find a picture. And uh, and I um, and I uh, I'm just trying to remember now. I was Indiana Jones. I was Indiana Jones. What? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You were Indiana Jones. Yes, yes. Because yes. I didn't really have a lot of stuff to work with, but I had like the hat and I had like khakis and I. Dude, so, you gotta yeah. send me a photo of that. I'll find one. I'll find one. Okay. I think there was a photo. I think there was evidence. But if anyways. there was a photo, I will share it on the YVR screen scene Instagram account. Okay, so pop over to I'll that. I'll do my best. Yeah. Um, so, so the point of the story, I go to the party. Um, in the back of the party, there's a tarot card reader. Love that shit. So I'm like, it's for charity. Awesome. So I am waiting in line and I go in and uh, I sit down and she hands me the tarot cards and she asks me to shuffle them. And then she closes her eyes and she says... You're gonna go to Bali. No. Yeah, like the I don't first believe thing it. She says, "No, I know." Bullshit. The first thing she says, she goes, "You're gonna go to Bali <laughs> or Vancouver." And I literally was leaving in two days for Vancouver for a job. Um, I don't believe you. No, I'm. I swear to God. And I was like, uh, my jaw dropped. I stopped <laughs> shuffling the cards, and I was like, "In case you're a psychic, so just yeah. tell me." <laughs> like she, I don't even remember. I think she did do tarot at the end, but she basically you didn't just, have a button on that says, "I love Bali. I love Vancouver." I, it's Shut I'm telling up. you. I'm telling you. you. I know. I know the cynic in you was like, no, no. But like, nope, I'm telling bullshit. you. I was like, I was like, I left that. Oh, so she says, you're going to Bali or Vancouver? She's like, no, Bali for sure. And then she said, yeah, it's really important. There's, it's really important you go. She's like, I don't know exactly what you're going to get out of it, but it's meaningful. She's like, I just, I just feel that. And I see, I see cliffs and I see waves crashing against the cliffs and it's, Wow. It's just important, and you'll have to find out. And I was like, "All right, sold." Like, literally went home, Do you booked my like, ticket to Bali. Aware that you like court magic, <laughs> because I I can see no other explanation <gasps> yeah. for that. No, I do, I do. I, I'm I'm I am aware, and I love it. I really like that term. I'm gonna take that. I court magic. Yes, yeah, yes. Court, but I but here's is... the thing. I also believe in it, and I look for it. And we mm. we we get what we look for. We we get what we are. I yeah. think more than anything. And so my one of my favorite quotes of all time is the Wayne Dyer quote, change the way you look at things and the things you look at change. So, wow. Reality isn't, it isn't what actual reality is. Our reality is what we perceive, right? So if you want more beauty in your life, look for beauty. If you want more joy, look for joy. Look for what already is joyful. Like, and I, and I know that. And so I, I do, I cultivate it. So, and that Mm. is something that I've like worked on and built over time, but Yes, I am a, a quarter of magic. Wow. So that happens. And I go to Bali and I won't, you know, tell the like three hour version, but basically I go to Bali and it's like one epic magical experience after another. And I like I like find myself in a way that I, you know, I didn't even know that I existed. And I came mm. home to myself and I healed stuff from the the breakup. And I um, I just I so much magic happened that it was like unbelievable. And I, I like I can't even articulate it. And then the very last day. I was sitting um, at this massive, gorgeous temple, and I was uh, had my eyes closed, and I was just trying to soak in all of that I all that I had just experienced and gained and learned, and I was getting like these downloads of messages, and it was just like I was in the vortex of magic, and I opened my eyes, 
And I just look to the left at this temple, and this temple is sitting on this massive cliff, and there are waves crashing waves. against the cliff. And I'm like, of course, of, of course. course, here it is. And wow. so it is. And so, yeah, it was really, it is really incredible. And I think that, that I just went to Guatemala too, and it wasn't that kind of magic, but it was its own kind of magic. And that was like, I woke up in the middle of the night at 3 a.m., book a trip to Guatemala right now. Book, just book the first week. And that was the message I got. And so I did. And like, Thus ensues another adventure. And wow. Yeah. Listen. Listen to those little listen heart strings. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to put a pin in you. <laughs> or I'm going to put a pin in Juicy Life, in this Juicy Life. Yes. Um, Because before we started recording and drinking vodka, you were telling me about some of the work that you're doing right now, capital T, capital W. Mm-hmm. Um, What can you tell us on the record? Oh, right. Uh, like acting work, you mean? Acting yes. work. Um, yeah, because you, I mean... Yes. We see you contain multitudes and there's yes, a lot of yes, magic yes. in your life. But acting, because people yes. want to see people, they, that's they, what That's what this podcast yeah. is about. Well, right. people want to see you. You know, you have people who yes. just love to, like, you light up the screen. Aww. Aaliyah, Carrier, Rebecca. Thank you. <laughs> O'Brien. <laughs> You're like, why did I tell this woman my it's middle name? It's so good. It's so good. It's a good thing that I don't have association, like, with being in trouble. Like, yeah. my mom doing that. Oh, my God. Mariana yeah. Daria Firminger. Yes. <laughs> We, I have our Paul Jason for a minute. He's like, what? <laughs> you took your socks off and left them next to the laundry basket. Why did you do that? Oh yes, that's God. usually what follows. No. Right, right. Aaliyah, no, I do not Carrie, have that association. Rebecca, O'Brien. Yes. What are, what are you able to tell us about when we can see you next on screen? Yeah. So he, classic Aaliyah O'Brien. Like, I have no. Uh, excuse me. Aaliyah Sorry, classically Rebecca, Rebecca O'Brien. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm allowed to say or what I'm not allowed to say, so I'm just going to say some and hope that I don't get in trouble and mm-hmm. not say too much. So, <laughs> uh, I just started on Family Law. <gasps> family Law, yeah, yeah, and Family Law like is already that like sweet experience that I had on Rookie Blue, yeah. where it's like just. Um, just humble, kind, awesome Canadians that that really want love their job and mm. and want you to feel welcome. And so we're um, talking showrunner Susan Nielsen. We're oh, talking yes. number one on the call sheet, uh, Jewel State. Jewel State. Jewel oh, State. My girl Jewel. We She's kind of so amazing. we love we love her here. I, I just you know what I love about Jewel because she has sat in that chair. Um, is her authenticity. Um, and the responsibility that she feels to everybody coming onto the show oh. that they that they have a great time you know so that they are relaxed and that they are able to work yeah. to to like do the work yeah she is a consummate like leader she just she she's cool she's chill she's real she's funny she's super talented but she's also so welcoming yeah yeah like she of course um she like i got into my trailer and there was like a card and a gift and 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 zach gave me a card too like i was like you guys like so many cards so many cards and susan nielsen was on set to greet me and yeah. just say that they were so happy to she have go me. up to janelle and victor and be like hey where's my card yeah where's my card bitches? Um, <laughs> i haven't met victor yet but i'm working with janelle right now yeah. and she is a gem so like it's yeah i'm just I, I remember my first, I, I already knew it was going to be great, but my first day I was like, this is going to be the best summer job. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm in for a real sweet, fun time. And you're just, because they're so relaxed and welcoming, you're just 
you're just so relaxed. And yeah. that's how you always want to be. I got to go and spy on the show somehow. Yeah, you should come. Yeah. Come visit. I'll come visit. Come visit. Yeah. <laughs> you can you sneak, sneak me a in. VIP pass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, everyone is so nice. Ken, the writer on set, sweetheart. Like, just everyone is so nice. All of the crew is happy to be there. Yeah. It's, it's a treat. Because <laughs> I'm really feeling this vodka, by the way. Yeah, I'm feeling it too. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna wax poetic. What is so What is so special, though? I mean, there's a lot that's special about family law: the heart, the acting, the writing. But there's also the fact that it's it is the only show from a Canadian broadcaster, Canadian produced, Canadian written, and every Canadian powered. That is being filmed in Vancouver at the moment. Oh, yeah. And it's a love letter to Vancouver. Yeah. Like every like, you know, establishing shot is this like long, gorgeous, you yeah. know, scape of like the of science world or like whatever, like the, the you know, the, the art gallery. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. No, it's it, they they really feature. And Vancouver, Vancouver. talent. Yeah. You know, like yeah. looking at I mean, I think we've we've only seen season one so far. I know that season mm-hmm. two is in the can. You guys are filming season three. But like the long list of talent that we've seen, you know, Linda Boyd, Sachin oh, Sawhill. Yes. Um, Brian Markinson had a, fen- mm. a f- speaking of the man on my mug, um, a phenomenal <laughs> His smoldering episode. stare is I, staring at me right now. I love it so I much. I love him. <laughs> I adore him. He's the he, best. This mug <laughs> bothers him so much <laughs> and I love it. And I had him sitting in that chair. He's been on the podcast three times and I'm like, Drake from a, I have a t-shirt with his face on it as well. Um, because he's so, he's so humble, you know? So to be like centered in that kind of way, it like. And he's so good. He's like so he, good. There isn't a role he can't play. Yeah. He could play my role. Like he's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're listening, Brian. I, mean, I don't know if he could play this one, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he probably could. He probably could. He, he could, because he he's could. Brian yeah. fucking Markinson. I actually yeah. don't know what his middle name is. Brian, do you have a middle oh. name? We're filling the vodka now. Okay, so. Yeah. <laughs> so We're going to get on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna ask you some final questions then, because you know oh I don't I don't want to just like take advantage of how of how drunk we are on this incredible Ukrainian vodka. I'd called like you Zirkova. to take advantage of me, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, we're gonna go we're gonna go and have uh, we're gonna go to Delara across the street yes. and have fancy cocktails there, yes. and you're gonna fill me in on on all the off the record stuff. But yes. tell me about the podcast. Tell me about so you said it's called This Juicy Life. Yes, it is called This Juicy Life, and the reason uh, okay because we're we're we've been talking forever. Um, I won't I won't tell you the complete origin story, but the reason that uh, I'm doing it is because I am quite literally, actually, that's probably not true. I don't think literally is the right term for this. You know how you people use literally wrong all yeah. the time? Like penultimate. I'm quite actually yeah. obsessed, <laughs> quite actually obsessed with um, with living my juiciest life and helping other people live yeah. theirs. And so it's really just a, like a foray into an exploration into what what is a juicy life? What are the key ingredients? And how do we actually implement them? Because So I have a question for yeah. you. I have questions mm-hmm, for mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. What is a juicy life? How do we implement it? <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have the answers or are you going to be searching for answers in this podcast? Both, both, yeah. both. Because it's going to be subjective. Everyone's going to have a different you know, set of juicy life ingredients. Mm. Um, but there's going to be a lot of crossover between like what we all experience as a juicy life. And... 
So I'm going to be using all of my experience as, you know, a, a consummate a seeker of like growth and expansion and living my own juiciest life in sharing my tips and tools and things. My best friend, who's my co-host, is also a Lauren life McConnell. coach. Lauren McConnell. We're both, we're both, um, we've both been taking programs where we're learning to be coaches, different, slightly different, but like we're both obsessed with helping people live their juiciest lives. So we, we have a lot of knowledge, but we don't want to be the experts. We mm. want to be like, come on the journey. Let's explore. We want people to dig in and we want to be able to ask the right questions to help people explore. We'll have interviews. We'll have guests. We'll have experts. We'll have people that we know that are living their juiciest life talk. And we'll just we'll just hypothesize like what what are the key ingredients? And then we really want to leave people with like tiny, tangible steps that they can implement into their lives so they can actually start living mm. their juiciest lives. So it's not just like here's the idea. It's like, here's how you do it and do it so that you are leveling up your your juiciness in your life. And the juiciness thing is really like really just enjoying your life. Like, mm. what does that mean? Like, what does it mean to really like feel so like I love my life and I love I love that I get to do this every day. I'm I'm on, feeling pretty yeah. juicy right now. Frankly, <laughs> you are Leah. so juicy. I am feeling juicy. I because I've been thinking as you've been talking, I've been listening. Mm. I have absolutely been I listening. That. Why you've been talking? But like this is you know the early period of the pandemic mm. when I mean we weren't in a in a strict lockdown, but we were all staying home. Mm -hmm. You know, and we were all kind of like you know depriving ourselves of things. You know, to keep ourselves safe and to keep the people we care about safe. Mm -hmm. um, and I realized that I was just missing this, mm. connecting mm. with people, talking to people, mm -hmm. you know, gathering. I mean, I'm going to say it with women. There's something mm -hmm. very special about, like for me, connecting with other women. Um, and that's how I ended up with these like weekly Skype and wine dates with Amanda Tapping and mm. Nicole Oliver, the three of us. Like mm. we, that was like when I actually felt like myself. You know, it wasn't when I was trying to homeschool my kid. It wasn't when I was like trying to like tiptoe around Paul while he's trying to direct a television show from our kitchen table. Oh wow! You know, it was he was directing Invincible, the oh, Amazon wow. Prime uh, animated show. Oh, wow! Um, he, he did two episodes of that. It and like so, you know, I'm, I'm like running my household and I'm running, but like the only time when I felt like super juicy yeah. was when I was allowing I don't know my heart to connect with other women I had somebody on the podcast yesterday Kelani Rose mm -hmm. and she was talking about uh, courage and the how to be truly courageous is to is to share your heart with somebody else mm -hmm. and I I loved that I I really respond to that you know, I don't think I personally live a juicy life all the time, um, but I really want to. I <laughs> want. want I want to. Yeah. You know, it, I mean, it's it's it is hard. It's hard. And maybe that's an episode. The challenges of leading well, a juicy well, life. This is you the know. Thing. Yes, that's part of the part of the exploration. Is like, you know, what are the key ingredients? Where do we get tripped up? Like, where yeah. do we block ourselves? And then, how do we actually move towards juicy, more juicy living? And I love that you said that about the connection and opening your heart because literally Lauren and I have both said that like our probably our top ingredient is open hearted connection. Mm. 
because you know we're human and that's what we need if you can find that with with even just one other person yeah you know that is that is so special and that's to be celebrated what i love about my work in this space and what i hope that listeners get out of listening to the podcast and episodes like these is that you know they that like i get to i get to open my heart with everybody who sits at this table Mm -hmm. and listeners get to tap into that as well you know and hopefully carry that in yeah. their day. Podcasting is so intimate, you know, it's, yeah. it's it, and that's intimacy is everything. It's like, you know, to see and be seen and for who you truly are. Yeah. And when you're podcasting, you're, you're in people's ears, you know, in a very intimate way. And uh, I think it, there's great power in that. And, and I think that that's what we both hope to do is really just inspire people and connect, just connect yeah. with them. We don't even have to like do anything. It's just about like, opening our hearts and connecting. Yeah. So how can people connect with your podcast then? So our podcast is This Juicy Life, and it's on Apple Podcasts and pretty much anywhere where you can find podcasts. Um, The Instagram handle is at Juicy Life Co. Co. And um, I'm at Aaliyah O'Brien on Instagram. That seems to be the only social media platform I have right now. She is going to be real Aaliyah O'Brien on Twitter. (laughs) We're going to make this happen. Or do you want official? Like, what do you want? Or juicy Aaliyah O'Brien. I I think you need to go back to Twitter. I miss you on Twitter. I will. I will figure out a way. I mean, I I actually have tried to go go through the, you know, the Twitter, the Twitter um, gates of like control. And it's I get blocked at every turn. No, it's really difficult. I might have to start a new one. Um, Just let me know. But I will be back. I will. I'll let you know. um, but yes, um, and my website's aliobryan.com. And just, yeah, um, if you want to come explore with us, we're really like on Instagram, we're, we're endeavoring to, it's it's brand new. We're, we're endeavoring to be messy and honest and open. And we're also wanting to connect with people. We want mm. people to like, we want it to be engaging and like, tell us what you think makes a juicy life and what do you want to hear about and what do you want to talk about? Like, we want it to be a, a community and a collaboration. So come play, come talk to us. Oh my God, amazing. Okay, Aaliyah, Carrie, <laughs> Rebecca, O'Brien, you got any final words before we take this across the street? Oh, God. <laughs> Just be kind to yourself, love yourself, love your life, have a cocktail if you drink. I, I mean, no, really, really though, just... Uh... I think we're so hard on ourselves and we put so much pressure on ourselves and we're there's so much of the world that's telling us we need to do more and be more. You are enough as you are. Love yourself. That's it. I fucking love you. I fucking Aaliyah, love you. Carrie, Rebecca. All right. All right. Let me do the sign off and then then we'll go to okay, Delara to across you. the street. Okay. No, it's fine. It's fine. All right, listeners. I fucking love you. <laughs> Please like and subscribe. Leave us a review if you are so inclined. They help us find even more listeners, and then we can keep having conversations like the one that we just had with Aaliyah, Carrie, Rebecca, O'Brien today. You can find us at www.yvrscreenscene.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at YVR Screen Scene or at Sabrina Arf. Sabrina Arf is actually where the magic happens. Oh, and the RMF in Sabrina Arf, that stands for Sabrina Rani Mara Furminger. Yeah, queen. Yeah, yeah, queen Maharani. <laughs> the YVR Screen Scene Podcast is hosted and executive produced by me, Sabrina Rani Mara Furminger. I am the only one to blame. And it's edited by Simon Peter Furminger. Simon saves my ass uh. on the daily. I adore him. <laughs> Special thanks to Mariana Daria Furminger for recording our Patreon ad, to Paul Jason Furminger for technical support, and to Dane, I don't know your middle name, Dane. <laughs> Sorry, today not Furminger Devlin for the original music. 
but I love you, Dane. Uh, Why We're Screen Scene is a division of Fish Flight Entertainment. I am really feeling this Zirkova so vodka. It is so smooth. And you can't get this in BC. I brought oh, this from Ontario. So honored. Yeah, it's so good. Join us for join us next time for another deep dive into Vancouver's dynamic and juicy film and television scene. Why don't you say and cut? I'm going to give it to you. And cut. Oh, so good. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, filmmakers. Did you know that you can hire top quality, experienced and professional actors for your films? If you're producing a student film for course credits, working on a web series, a short or a feature film, you can afford to have some of the best talent in the business in your production. How, you ask? Well, UBCP Actor has an ultra-low budget program, which offers a range of options that cover everything from student films to productions with a $300,000 budget. There is a ULB program that will meet your needs, regardless of your budget. To learn more, visit ubcpactor.ca and look for ultra-low budget programs or email ulbprogram at ubcpactra.ca. Now is the time to jumpstart your dream for the screen.